Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Eric McMahon. Michigan is in California in preparation for the New Year's Day semifinal against Alabama as Rose Bowl activities have already begun. Teams held their first press conferences in Los Angeles on Thursday, and there were some notable comments from Alabama players regarding Michigan's sign-stealing scandal. Plus, Jim Harbaugh was asked about his future during a media scrum at Disneyland on Wednesday. We discuss ahead on Wolverine Confidential. Aaron, hello from you from my room on the 11th floor to you on your on the 12th floor of uh, the Grand Sheraton in Los Angeles. And uh, I think it's sunny today ish, but like we've been kind of cooped up indoors for our first interviews. There was Michigan uh, defensive coordinator and defensive players today, uh, Alabama offensive players and offensive coordinator Tommy Reese. And yeah, you got in on tuesday to los angeles yeah and we're able to get to the disneyland uh experience that michigan and alabama had yesterday i unfortunately was not um and i've learned uh, my first trip to la didn't get off to a, a great start as i was like all right supposed to land at 10 45 for sure we'll be able to get to my hotel by 12 15 to get on the shuttle and of course, uh, some delays and some difficulties getting an Uber or just a, a long shuttle to just get to the Uber area and then traffic. And I just missed the buzzer, but you were there and uh, yeah, was able to capture the the Disneyland parade thingy and some other things that I did not. The, the thing about Los Angeles and listeners who have been here before know this, it takes forever to get anywhere here. Um, you know, if you think traffic is bad in like Metro Detroit, like it, it doesn't even touch Los Angeles. It takes forever. Like you said, it's, it took me about 90 minutes from the plane to the hotel and the, the hotel is like 15 miles from the airport. So not exactly very far away. Um, but traffic just, it's, it's as bad. Um, anyway, we are here. Uh, you know, the team has arrived. They got in Tuesday afternoon, evening, just kind of like myself. Uh, so they've been here go going on almost 48 hours. Um, a lot has gone on since. Um, you mentioned the Disneyland event, and I, I guess we'll start there. Uh, they held that Wednesday uh, afternoon in Anaheim, which is about 45 minutes from where we sit right now. That was another traffic story just getting there. But we did. Um, and, you know, Jim Harbaugh, uh, my understanding is the entire team actually went. Um, I saw quite a few folks, coaches and players just kind of like, walking around the Disneyland resort, uh, quite a scene. I've never been to Disneyland before. I've been to Disney world in Orlando. Um, barely remember it cause I was you know, such a, a small child, but it was the first time experience in Disneyland. Uh, we kind of got the behind the scenes tour just to get into the place. They make us th go through like three levels of security just to get in. Uh, it, it was a pretty wild scene, but we did get in, uh, the players and coaches did as well. They got to spend pretty much the old day there. Um, but Jim Harbaugh and a, and a select few players were chosen to kind of take part in this mini parade. I think they called it like a cavalcade where, you know, they had bands come down and um, Disney characters. I think Donald Duck and somebody, you know, the Mickey Mouse and everything else. Jim Harbaugh came down in a carriage ride, a horse and carriage ride, waved at the crowd. Um, I, I, I think a lot of folks who were there at the park when this was going on were kind of like, what's going on? 
but there were a handful of folks in Michigan stuff and Alabama gear and everything else who kind of knew what was going on. Nonetheless, it, it drew a pretty, pretty big crowd. I mean, they had a rope off the road. Um, you know, I probably a couple, a couple thousand people watched it. Uh, Jim Harbaugh was all smiles as you would expect. It was a good time. You know, afterwards he called it the happiest place on earth. That's the motto of, of Disneyland. And he believed it. I mean, he's, he's been here now. He says, you know, uh, uh, more than a dozen times he guessed. So it wasn't the first time, obviously him, him having spent a lot of time here on the West coast, but nonetheless, he spoke to the media afterwards. Um, didn't say a ton as you would expect, you know, just the same typical stuff that they're happy to be here. This was the goal. Uh, this is what they want. They sought out to, to get to when the season began as, as we, you know, it documented all season long. Um, but he was asked about the NFL. I mean, it's, it's become like a yearly ritual now, right? Once December hits and Jim Harbaugh's name comes up in the NFL rumor mill, uh, whether he ends up leaving or not. And nonetheless, he gets asked questions about it. Uh, he didn't, and he didn't really entertain them. Uh, he basically uh, sidestepped. He was asked twice about it. Um, you know, repeated his same lines about, you know, one track, having a one track mind and being focused on the game and the college football playoff and, and his team and everything else. But uh, so we didn't get much on the NFL front, as as you would expect. I mean, there have been years where he has kind of acknowledged it. He's had some funny quips, and I can remember going back to like the Outback Bowl in seventeen uh, when you when he would acknowledge those, those questions. This time, not so much. Uh, he's seems more focused on the game, focused on business. You can take that however you want, um, but there was no mention of a you know the contract extension that is on his table for michigan no mention of the nfl he's he's business as usual uh as 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 we sit here uh in late december i take it as if if they win a national championship this year he's out of here and headed to the nfl but that's just me and you were there and could kind of read the between the lines probably more than i can but yeah it just seems like it, it makes sense why he won't want to address it and, and create more of more outside noise but like I don't know. It seems like, yeah, if, if you accomplish the ultimate goal at Michigan and plus with all the other looming investigations and stuff, it just it would make sense for it to be the time to to go to the NFL. And it seems like this year there could be legitimate interest and offers on the table for him instead of a little bit different than in years past. It, yeah. And I think it's going to come down to like whether he's actually offered a job, right? Like two years ago at the Vikings, everyone thought he was going to go and take the job. Well, we found out shortly after he was never offered the job. And then the same, same situation last year, the Denver Broncos, he may have spoken to them, but there was no formal in offer extended. So it, it, look, Jim has made no bones about his desire to return to the NFL one day. He said it a couple of years ago when he, when he was in the aftermath of the Viking situation, that he still wants to try and win a Super Bowl. That's, Probably, a, you know, it's a, for any coach at the fo in football, that's the ultimate prize is the Super Bowl. And as great as having success on the college football playoff, you know, level is, um, I think there's just still that burning desire in him to, to get back there. So I, I think if he's offered a job, whether it's the Raiders or whether it's Chargers or whoever, whatever NFL franchise it is, um, I, I think he'd be more willing to accept it, irregardless of what happens in the playoff. In fact, I think if Michigan were to win it all, I think it would be further um, you know, it would be further proof that, Hey, you know, he can go back and say, look, I've accomplished everything I, I, I can in college, right? He's gotten his alma mater back to, uh, you know, elite stage. They've, they won a national championship. What else could he do? Um, not only that, but he's, you know, he set the program up in, in a decent situation right now. You know, this, these NFL rumors have been, you know, percolating now for several years, yet Michigan's still been able to, um, you know, 
recruit relatively well. They've built kind of a well-oiled machine in terms of the schemes that they, they deploy. And look, some folks believe they've got a handmade, ready-to-go head coach in waiting in Strone Moore. So if this was the, the ever the, the situation or time to leave, um, you know, this, this is probably it. All right. Well, we we have a game to to talk about first, and we're starting to get more and more information and, and get some some different perspective and updated interviews as we did today. And I mean, we literally got what five or six Michigan defensive players plus Coach Jesse Minter for about forty five four four. It's supposed to be forty five minutes, probably about forty minutes today. Um, but I mean, really, the most interesting thing to me that came out of it. Um, was the out from the Alabama perspective and the precautions they have kind of taken um, leading into and preparing for for facing Michigan that they haven't really had to do all season and it relates to the to the Wolverine sign stealing scandal what can you tell us about that yeah several Alabama players told us that you know they have changed the way that they're, they're watching film during bull prep you know typically and this goes throughout the season, right? Players are given these days, get, players are given individual tablets, iPads, or whatever you want to call them to watch, you know, film, practice film, game film, scouting reports at their own leisure, right? In fact, one of the Alabama players told me, you know, he would do it over breakfast in the morning or whenever he had some free time. Now that has changed since Mich since Alabama has learned that they're playing Michigan. Um, they There are no individual tablets. Those have essentially been... Um, taken away from them and players are watching film whether it's post practice or Michigan you know specific film as individual as as unit position groups so the running backs are watching it together the receivers are watching it the quarterbacks in one physical location all together on a on a computer or a screen that they have no control over um, players were hesitant to, to, to say it was because of Michigan sign stealing scandal. They, they didn't really want to wade into those waters, um, but you can kind of read the, the, the writing on the wall there, right? In fact, I asked one of the guys if they had done this at all this year, and they said, no, this was specific to this game. So you can take it how it is. Tommy Reese, Mich or Alabama's offense coordinator, was asked about it. He didn't want to even weigh into any of it. He said, that's not my decision. We're preparing. We're focused on this game, more uh, focused on us than them. Nonetheless, a decision clearly has been made. There's concern there, paranoia, whatever you want to call it, that something may be up with the tablets. Um, look, there's been no indication during the, this whole sign-stealing saga that Michigan has gotten data from tablets. No, certainly it's possible. We haven't learned of it. We haven't heard about that. But um, nonetheless, you know, Alabama is trying to eliminate potentially any possibility uh, that Al that Michigan get an edge here. Um, you know, you can call it paranoia. College football coaches can be just that. They're worried about every little nook and cranny, every little thing that you know that may that may give the other team an edge. So, I don't know if it makes a ton of difference. I, I will say, um, I think it was Jace McClellan, Mich uh, Alabama's running back. He was saying, you know, he 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 isn't watching as much film nowadays, but he's watching it more intensely and more intricately uh, because there's just there's less you know, there's less time for him to watch it. You have to watch it at once with your position group uh, as opposed to on your own, on uh, your own free, uh, free time. So interesting uh, reaction. I thought, you know, I guess it doesn't surprise me. You, you knew it would come up the sign stealing stuff. Several of the players said they, they were paying attention to it. Uh, you know, in, in October, I think Isaiah bond was saying like, yeah, it was front page news. I couldn't avoid it. So it, it, they were, they're obviously aware of it. Um, and it certainly seeped into 
Alabama's uh, preparations for for Monday's game. It is interesting because I mean I think the first question I asked Isaiah Bond at the start I was like it's like how much has he paid attention or how much has the sign stealing scandal like kind of gotten to him in Alabama and have has he paid attention to it and and has it affected their preparation he's the one he's like yeah we can't watch film on by ourselves and at first i'm like what do you mean you can't watch like why why have you been told not to watch film by yourselves so then as more questions were asked is like oh as you're worried about like maybe hacking and stuff like that not because it seems like you would want your players to watch as much as film as possible but it's more of making sure that everything's on the right um connections and stuff like that too because at first it, it really didn't make any sense why th some of these players were like yeah we're not allowed to watch film on, on our own i'm like that's literally typically the complete opposite of what coaches want but that's that's what we've been dealing with this year and it's it's not surprising but it seems it's uh, maybe if it can give mission a little bit of edge who knows but i i that was definitely my uh top storyline of the day anything else that stood out to you Nothing crazy. Uh, a lot of talk about Jalen Milrow, as you would expect. Jalen did speak to the media. Uh, he had some good things to say about Michigan. Uh, a lot of the Alabama guys were asked about Michigan's reaction to facing the Crimson Tide uh, in the in the playoff. That kind of went viral, you know, after the the Big Ten championship game. And you know they they, they you know they, they didn't seem too bothered by it. You know, I asked a couple of guys about their reaction to facing Michigan and especially Milrow, for instance, he said, you know, I wasn't even worried about it at that point. I was worried about trying to improve myself and get myself better after the, because he was injured after the SEC championship game. So, um, you know, a lot of back and forth, uh, a lot of talk about, you know, the Big Ten versus SEC in terms of speed and physicality and everything else. I think Michigan's obviously playing with the chip on its shoulder in terms of, you know, they want to prove to the college football world that they can hang with Alabama, they can beat the SEC. Um, but other than that, not a ton going on, uh, but you know, a lot of stuff, you know, at this point we're kind of recycling storylines, right? A lot of this stuff we've heard before, a lot of this stuff has, has come out uh, it, and it's all really matchup versus matchup at this point. Uh, you know, who can beat who, uh, who is the upper hand and, you know, we're going to find out here in a few days, uh, if Michigan has what it takes to, to get over the hump and, and, and play for a national championship. Yeah. I mean, it's this SEC big 10 narrative is, uh, uh, a lot of a lot of smoke there and it's it's been a, a key storyline and i mean but until michigan proves otherwise it's that's gonna be a, a knock against the program based off what happened against georgia a couple of years ago and even last year they lost to tcu and then tcu goes into the national championship and absolutely gets blasted um so it's yeah it'll, it'll be fascinating to see i think this michigan team is probably better equipped um to to handle the uh, a team like the 2021 Georgia team. And I don't think this Alabama team is as good as probably that Georgia 2021 team, but still it's, it's going to be fascinating. And uh, I, I think Michigan players are kind of getting sick of hearing all about what Alabama has done in the past. I mean, this is a whole new year, a whole new team and, and they want the opportunity, but yeah, Alabama still, it's a little bit of a, lucky. And I don't want to say lucky, but like they got definitely caught a break by getting into into the four spot and, and getting a chance to play Michigan. And um, I think, yeah, Jalen Milrow today said like, yeah, I mean, we, we take pride in being that wearing that a and, and intimidating other teams and just knowing that they have to play us. So I don't think Michigan is intimidated, but you, you it's, it's a completely different uh, lead up to the game. If in compared to if they were playing Florida state, in my opinion. Yeah. I think we've, we've gotten lost in like in forgetting that like, you're right. Alabama, 
there's a there's a there's a legit shot that they weren't even in this. They couldn't. They weren't. They might not even play. You know, in the playoff, if Florida State had been healthy, uh, case could be made that they don't deserve to be here. And, and whereas Michigan is the number one seed, so uh, and they are, they are still the betting favorite. So we have to remember that. I mean, Michigan is a very good team. Uh, you can make the case this might be their best defense that they've had un- under Jim Harbaugh. So there's a lot to like about the Wolverines. They they've got a legit shot. Uh, it's it just a matter of how they can hold up. I think against Alabama in in the trenches, right? Can they hand up with that hold up with that size and physicality? Um, you know, Jesse Minters talked about it. You know, trying to simulate that the Alabama offensive line in practice can be difficult just because they're so big and and and, and so good. So um, and then you've got a quarterback who's who can do a lot of things behind them. So. Uh, a lot going on here. Uh, we've got a few more days. We got we got the offense tomorrow. Uh, the coaches will talk again. We we get to see you know practices later this week, and we'll be able to maybe glean some some stuff from there as well. So uh, we're just getting started, but it's it's been a uh, you know a fast moving start here in here in Los Angeles. And just real quickly before we wrap up, it's news is not just limited to uh, on the field stuff and, and previewing. We, we have some, ro- there was some le- new roster news for, for Michigan and it has the, it came from the transfer portal today, actually last couple of days too. So what's, what's the latest on, on some roster movement? Yeah. Uh, three guys have come and gone, I guess today, as we recorded this Thursday, Michigan landed a commitment from uh, Northwestern offensive lineman, Josh Preby. Uh, he was a third team, all big 10 uh, player at, at left guard this year a lot of experience i mean he's, he's essentially played four years at northwestern uh he's got a year of eligibility remaining uh seems like a natural fit to kind of throw in there especially with when you factor in that michigan is is expected to lose zach center and, and trevor keegan to the nfl this offseason so that they got a ready-made um you know kind of a plug-and-play lineman they can put in there so makes sense um, he is committed. Uh, he's expected to sign here. I, I don't know when, but relatively, probably relatively quickly. Uh, and I would assume he's going to join the team for spring practice, but I guess that, that remains to be seen. And then and Michigan's had two, two players leave, um, through the portal, uh, today or enter their name in the portal, at least my, my, um, Joey Velasquez, a name folks might be familiar with, uh, graduate, uh, student linebacker, multi-sports star at Michigan. He's starting the baseball team. Uh, he is under the transfer portal along with, Freshman defensive back Cameron Calhoun uh, played in, I think, two games this year. Didn't do a ton. He was a true freshman, uh, so he's able to use this season as a, as a redshirt year and he'll have four years of eligibility remaining. So um, I guess not huge blows to the Michigan football team just because these guys weren't starting and, and, and at least weren't, you know, weren't going to play right away. So um, not a huge blow, but nonetheless, you know, the depth of some of these spots, they're going to have some, some spots to fill, uh, you know, in, in the coming months. Yeah, the, the Calhoun one kind of surprises me just because Michigan only signed two cornerback recruits this this cycle too, and that was probably their, as far as depth-wise, was probably their thinnest position heading into this year too. And it's I, if I can remember right, there, Cameron Calhoun was talked about by some coaches early on this year as a guy that, that Michigan liked the, his, his promise and his potential, and all of a sudden after one year he's – in the portal. I mean, it, it shouldn't be surprising because it happens a lot elsewhere, but given uh, where Michigan is right now and, and where the future is of that position, uh, a little bit surprising, but yeah, maybe we'll find out why at, at some point, but that was my first initial reaction to that. And 
than Joey Velasquez. It's like, all right, so is he in the transfer portal for baseball or for football? Because he was much more impactful on the baseball diamond than on, on the football team. It's almost hard to re- remember that he is on the football team sometimes just because he's more of a special teams player and hasn't really seen much time at linebacker at all throughout his career. But yeah, a two-year starter on the baseball team, even played in, in his his uh, freshman and sophomore years too. So um, we'll we'll see what where they end up. Um, but yeah, definitely notable. It, it's important to point out too with, with the transfer portal these days, kids can withdraw and come back. Now, Michigan, I don't think, I'm trying to think if there's been an instance where a player has come back and nothing comes to mind. That doesn't mean it hasn't happened, but you're starting to see it more and more with programs across the country, especially with the number of kids entering the portal these days. Some kids are kind of dipping their toe in to, to test the waters and see what offers they get and what interest, you know, where the interest is coming from. And, you know, some of them are obviously doing it for NIL reasons. So it, it wouldn't shock me if, if you see one or either one of them you know, d- decide to come back. I think Jim Harbaugh has been a little bit more flexible with, with portal kids these days that where, you know, you're not necessarily kicking them off the team once they enter, you know, we've seen the last couple of years now players enter the portal and still be able to practice and, and potentially play in the games. And we saw that with Alan Bowman last year and then CJ Stokes this year, who is continuing to practice. So never say never. I mean, it's always a possibility they come back. So uh, just something to monitor here in the, uh, you know, in, in the off season, once, once things start to slow down. Good deal. Well, yeah, we'll have uh, many more interviews on Friday. Uh, yeah, Michigan offense, Alabama defense. Uh, we got the Beef Bowl tonight for Michigan. We'll go see some uh, Wolverines eat a lot of prime rib. And, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you updated on the latest here from California. Our uh, colleague Andrew Kahn will be joining us down here very shortly, too. So we'll have plenty of coverage at MLive.com. And it is tough being in Pacific time now, so... We might have a few uh, Wolverine Confidential After Dark podcasts uh, during our time here, but we'll make sure we'll we'll keep you updated every day leading into the Rose Bowl and have uh, lots of coverage after that game too and potentially leading into a national championship. So thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.